0: This is a Radio 1 91FM podcast.
1: show, And it is Wednesday 8.30, so that means it's time to talk to someone from the museum. This morning we have the Honorary Curator of uh, Science History at the museum, Dr. Rosie Crane. Um, good morning to you, Rosie.
0: Good morning. At least you can say the title. I can't say Honorary. It comes uh, out as wrong. Uh, so, anyway, thank you. That's the good introduction. That's me.
1: Why isn't there an of? I've never understood well, that. I, why is it curator? Why not the curator of? It's just I curator think, science.
0: I think it's trying to be modern. I always say of yeah of history of science. I have yeah. two yeah, ofs
1: yeah because
0: that's who I am. But. <laughs> I don't know, There's only
1: no stupid titles, eh? Yeah, well, that's right. You're a person that loves science and history, or the history of science. Yes. Um, um, and so you've decided to uh, write a book about um, the history of the Otago Museum, of some, some part of it, Skeletons in the Attic, which I th- that's think... That's its title. It's a great that's, title.
0: That's... that's, that's um Pretty much as far as I've got. No, it's not quite as far as I've got. Um, mm-hmm. Skeletons of the Attic, Chapter 1, Introduction, and Chapter whatever it is, Conclusion. Oh, very good. <laughs> you know.
1: Very good. So, well, you know, they say that on any given test at school, as long as you write your name, you'll get at least 5%. So, you know, you're yeah. doing it, you're well, you've got to Well, it's a nice short t- name as yeah, well, so yeah. I shouldn't have
0: problems spelling
1: it. <laughs> right, museums are all about preserving the past uh, in pristine condition. Um, how are they at preserving records? Their own records.
0: Well, they vary, one museum to another, to another, to another, of course. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. And
0: this museum's actually not terribly good at that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of of the early records are in the Hocken. Yes, um, of course. um, Because the the museum was part of the university until the 1950s. So a lot of the records went to the Hocken. So we've only really got from, probably from about the 1910s, Mm-hmm. Onwards, when Skinner came, ah yes. Um, the first three dead white men: um, Captain Hutton,
1: mm-hmm.
0: army captain, not naval. Um, <laughs> Thomas Jeffrey Parker and William Blackland Benham. They all had brilliant names. These they these did. guys, you know, they all had three names, and th- th- I mean, it was kind of common back in the day in the nineteenth century to have three names, three names. So I always sort of go, you know. In my head, go, you know, William Blackson Benham, but or just write WBB. Yeah.
1: How do you get a middle name Blackson? That's a weird. Um,
0: that name. was also quite common. I mean, actually, Thomas Jeffrey Parker. Jeffrey is is what he was known as, but it's actually spelt oddly, and it's spelt as a surname, and it was indeed a surname. It was a family name yeah. from way back, and, oh, and they often did that. Those, um you know, artists here like Fanny Wimperis, who was mm-hmm. a, a, an artist here. And when Thomas Jeffrey named his second or third son, I forget which, he named him Jeffrey Wimperis Parker, and I thought, mm-hmm, oh. mm-hmm. but no, it's just oh. tradition. It's it's just an in honour of. It's got nothing else than that.
1: Well, well, it's the same with middle names today, I guess. Except for mine. Mine's. From nowhere in my family. I've never understood it. So, anyway, that's just me, Michael. There's there's never been a Michael in my family. Why is that my middle name? Maybe because my first name is Jamie, and that is Hebrew, and I think Michael's Hebrew too. So, maybe. Probably. Not that we're Jewish. <laughs> so there are also Christian names, though too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, very true. Nice. Right. Anyway, back to the museum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could talk. I don't know if you've done a history on names, but this sounds quite interesting. <laughs> um, the museum was established in 1868. Um, still early on in our colonial history. Um, less than 100 years. We've established that uh, since Cook came. Um, so to Europe, we would have still looked, you know, have this air of mystery and had, still looked quite exotic. Um, so no doubt our flora of, of fauna, plus, you know, of course Mori artefacts, would have been quite sought after and early, you know, how you one of the ways of getting pieces for your museum was trade, right? So trade. I'll give you this you give me that So well, they there were, was
0: a huge trade particularly in natural history items so and yeah. you're dead right because our unique um, flora and fauna mostly the fauna rather than the flora the, Yeah. Um, but it was a huge trade and uh, there's correspondence there saying, um, um well, Hutton wrote to his mate in, in Canterbury, Haast, who had built the museum up by selling mower bones. Mm-hmm. And Hutton says, I have now come across a, a swamp um, which is the equal of yours. There's <laughs> <laughs> competition going on. <laughs> yeah, 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 you have to understand, yeah, yeah. you know, Otago in Canterbury, is always competition, way back then, even then. Yeah. Um, and um, they will have now to build my museum my museum he writes you know, it's very very uh, um what's the word um patriarchal very it's like a little fiefdom these these guys each of them um so he sells more bones to whoever really wants them. And there's a, a classic, bit. mostly we don't know how much he sells them for, except one he's, one skeleton, I'm not entirely sure whether it was a complete skeleton, it might have been a, a composite skeleton. Mm-hmm. He sells to a trader in London, uh, a natural history dealer, called Edward Gerrard. And um, he sells that for £50. Pounds, and he says, puts that on account. And in, in the trade, we get... Um, um, what do we get? We get... Um, we get an anteater we get a koala we get i mean it's ridiculous isn't it Funny is the koala a r- comes from london what? um we get uh flying squirrels we get um we get um um a lemur and a whole list of things um which are mostly still in the in the, in the animal attic wow well the lemur is the anteater is. yeah isn't. i was gonna
1: say i haven't the seen an anteater there
0: oh no the ante—there there is an anteater But not the one that was traded Ah. way back in, this is 1874, not that one, because once the animals and the the stuffing and all the rest of it happens, there is an afterlife of these animals. I mean, they lived, the anteater that now is in the uh, animal attic actually was in the London Zoo, and it died there in in the London Zoo. So at some point, because I don't believe it was bred there, it would have been captured in South America, taken to London Zoo, lived its life, died. And um, the um, he was dissected there in a in a place that the London Zoo called the prosectorium. Oh, so that's, that's a good word. There yeah, you go. Yeah, uh, if you're into it. words, that's a good one. Prosectorium. Oh. It's a very um, unusual word. And the director of the prosectorium was known as the prosector. <laughs> 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 and his his job was to uh, dissect the dead animal and discover what. Um, ailed it and why it died. Well, he didn't tell us that. But anyhow, he had this anteater, which was available for ten pounds. So Parker bought the anteater for ten pounds, mm-hmm. and it came. And it's now uh, and the the museum taxidermist, one Edwin Jennings, who was there from eighteen seventy three until he died running for his train, age seventy five, in nineteen ten. Wow. I know. So be warned! Don't run for your yeah, train when you're your coming train, to work. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> well, we can't do that yeah, anyway. He yeah, right. right. lived out at Ravensbourne. <laughs> the train. Um, so where was yeah. I? With well, the anteater, that's right. Uh, um, so the 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 um, the original anteater that Hutton had acquired, Parker then sent off to Wanganui. So they now have the oh. our original anteater. Oh, and
1: we got the new. Uh, the and new we've got the new one. The new and improved model. But,
0: well, it is actually when you look at the. The pictures of the of the thing that ours is much nicer than
1: theirs well uh, two things i'm going to take away from that one is we've got the i think we've got the only complete hast eagle in the world so haha and mr hast you know it's an otago he'll be looking down being like <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing is um okay we're talking about the animal attic why um where do we get the kangaroo from and why does it still have its nuts
0: Ah, where did we get the kangaroo from? Is a very good question that I don't know the answer to. And if you want to know about the rubles, then yeah, there's there is a, a good really blog. good blog, <laughs> 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 because um, of its uh, genital anatomy is different to um, for for kangaroos, and I think wallabies as well. They have their penises. In behind
1: the balls. That's right. Yes. 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 Yeah, you see, you've seen the drawing too. I have seen the block, but I still want to know why they just keep. Because I, well, I don't know. I guess they probably all got all their see parts. Well, when I suspect it's also gravity yeah, as well. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> that's also why a lot of the animals sort of look sort of freaky and scowly and snarly because <laughs> the eyes. Around the eyes, the skin is is thin and of course it, it dries out over time yes, and the eyes look sort of uh poppy but really they and might the, have been and quite the happy. teeth look at the teeth sort of you know around yeah. the jaw the the mouth all kind of shrinks, so they look fake uh, so
1: they might have looked quite happy when they first got like well, they the wouldn't bed, but.
0: quite have looked as bad as they are, although I suspect that like a lot of things you know i mean there's um you know there's a preference for male. Um, animals looking fierce, you know. Oh, every taxidermy, everywhere in the world of polar bears, they look fierce. Every, and most bear, brown bears, you know, Kodiak bears or grizzly bears, or whatever, yeah. are often standing up, going, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, which yeah,
0: yeah. is a really unusual behaviour for the bears.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. And, and that's probably uh, perpetrated the fear that we have of these animals. Because when we see them, they're looking <sighs> evil and mean, so we're scared. But in all reality, they're just animals living their lives, trying to eat some honey or seals. dependent or on fish. Or fish. Salmon
0: fish. That's I a mean, that, really right. that easy life. You stand in the river and they just...
1: It looks lovely. Gotcha. It looks lovely. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, all right. What about the benefactors? Are you looking into people like Willis Fell or whatever? Yeah, Willie
0: Fells. Yeah, Um, he of course was the major benefactor, and if you didn't know, he's uh, related to the Hallensteins. Just to put it into local context. Ah,
1: yes, yes. uh, Ah, Um,
0: so so it was a whole conglomeration of very wealthy individuals, including Willie Fells, um, uh, who whose money built the Fells wing, and it cost. Oh, I can't remember now. 20-something thousand pounds.
1: Oh, was a lot of money. That uh, was then. a lot of
0: money back in 1930. And, in fact, it kept the museum going because other other museums in the 30s were shedding staff. Um, but we were actually employing staff. One, Lily Daff, who um, came from England, she'd been a designer of greetings cards. Oh, lovely. And so she came oh, looking for work, and she got a job... Um, For uh, Forest and Bird, as it then was, um, drawing um, pictures of native animals for a a published album, and she came down here to draw the tarkahe because we've only, you know, we've we've got the only. Well, I don't know if we have the only tarkahe now, but at the time it was the only tarkahe stuffed, and so she came down to draw that, and her talent was recognised, and she got. Lots of little jobs and, you know, how you make a career. Yes, yes, you yes. Know. Then as now, little bits and pieces, and you get your foot in the door, and she did. And um, she became the chief designer of the museum. But it was only really through uh, Fell's money that... Because um, no other museum were employing people, but w- we did.
1: Wow. Is it because it was the Depression?
0: Ah, uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there were people who were, you know, on... Out on uh, Skid Street.
1: Yeah, and you couldn't, you know, no one's going to buy greeting cards during the depression, are they?
0: <laughs> well, she—that was her job in in <laughs> yeah, London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't think I don't think she kept it up here. No. Uh, but she did a lot of um, design work, you know, um, galleries, and she spent a lot of time writing labels actually. And in the registers, uh, it, it's kind of nice when you turn the page. I mean, this is the one document that the museum does have. It's like the the holy grail. You 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 know, uh, the the register is is the almighty document of all documents. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a big, fat tome. Fortunately, it's been digitised, but, but you know, you scan through it and you can recognise her writing, as, indeed, you recognise other people's writings. And you go, oh, who wrote that? Oh, you yeah. don't recognise that one. And off you go down that little rabbit hole trying to find who that
1: was. What are the biggest challenges to writing a book like this?
0: Um... The biggest challenge probably is covering the amount of um, subject material and matter. I mean, you know, my background is in natural history, um, so I'm very comfortable talking about anteaters and the like. Yes. I'm not so comfortable talking about Maori artefacts or about um, any of the other glorious things that we have, Pacific Island material. We've got huge amounts of Pacific Island I'm not as comfortable. I've had to learn a heap of anthropology. and um, yeah, it, But that's fun. That's fun. It is fun. But I'm just very aware that, you know, here comes another ignorant parkie. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah. You, and you, you've and got to tr- tread, tread carefully. Tread carefully.
0: And, yeah. of course, you know, um, once I've written those sort of less confident bits, I will um, ask my uh, colleagues to... Yeah, well, that's the thing you've the, got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got yeah. expertise on tap. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. especially your new creator of Māori, um, Jared. Wonderful, wonderful man. Yeah, really, really Delightful man. Yeah, very, and very knowledgeable. Mm. Extremely knowledgeable. Too knowledgeable. Something's going on there. <laughs> um, fantastic. Uh, I mean, I've got so many more questions. We've already talked for 17 minutes.
0: Only. Sorry, have I rabbited on? <laughs> no,
1: no, no. The thing is, I've got a billion so more questions. Not, I so want that's to another have.
0: thing we don't have very many of. You know, rabbits. Where are the rabbits?
1: Oh, you know, they're, they're all in, in Central Otago. M-
0: <laughs> yeah, but why don't we have, you know... Would we have exotic things, mm-hmm. but not the common things? Not the common things, isn't it? That's, that's a worldwide museum problem,
1: yeah. Oh, I was yeah. that, oh, that we don't think of our own,
0: yeah. I mean, we have got blackbirds actually, yeah, stuffed up there, yeah, yeah forget about that. Uh, and like we have y- got a cat. Cynthia the feral cat. That's
1: right. Yes. The classic she's cat. She's a
0: favourite favorite of mine. I pull her out at every available opportunity because it's such a lovely story. You know, she lived a very miserable mm. life out on the peninsula in the 1990s and was the subject of a, a tracking survey done by the zoologist people. So she's got stuffed with her cora yeah. and looking very bedraggled because it was a bedraggled life. <laughs> But she got trapped because she began raiding the um, penguin colony, yeah, and they yeah. really couldn't do, take that.
1: No, well, you couldn't. And she probably ate mini jeweled geckos and absolutely all the, all
0: the other goodies. Yes. Yeah, yeah goodness right. knows how many fantails and little robins and yeah
1: and, and and you know with that just quickly that's an interesting thing today you couldn't trade like we did back then today there's no way you could do that right no and you're know, talking about the jewel gecko so i think it was just a couple of years ago the german man was trying to take a couple on an airplane if you remember if you recall yeah. um and so i mean even the trade but even the trade and stuffed animals um the it's hard to get it offshore right
0: it is it is well the, the that legal restrictions came in i'm thinking i don't know exactly but i think they came in about 1910 quite early yeah yeah and and it made a difference yeah to the, you know, the the avarice of that lot across the road there.
1: But it's important. Yeah, it is. It's very important. Very important. We need to um, save our own culture for for us. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, um, we should probably do this again, because we have probably gone through half the questions I want to ask. But but we've run out of time.
0: Oh, what a shame.
1: (laughs) What a shame. I've got to write the news. Um, But thank you so much for coming over. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and good luck with writing the book. We were going to talk about the hashtag museum, uh, museums a lot, but we've run out of time. Um, yeah, good luck with writing the book. Thank you. Good luck with learning that you all the learning you're going <laughs> to learning? have to do. Never I'm, stops. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Never yeah. stops. I'm sure you like me and you just love re- learning constantly. So uh, I'm sure this will be a labour of um, love. Well, it already is a labour
0: of love. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the honour. Yeah, Honourable. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah.
1: say. Yeah, and, and, and probably just the labour. At times. So So thank you so much, Dr. Rosie Crane, for coming over this morning. Thanks for listening to Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.